We're back, baby! It's Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith, coming at you until the 5 o'clock hour, at which point Legendary Air will be here to pick up the ball. But until then, you're stuck with me. And who is sitting across from me but a actor and writer who, according to IMDb, is best known for her role as Engineer One in the 2019 short film, <laughs> Jeff Drives You... <laughs> But to those of us in the know here in the Big Apple, she's one of the funniest damn character performers on the whole damn scene. Haley Hepworth is here. Engineer One! (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the preparation that went into Engineer One. I mean, do you... Are you an engineer? Do you have engineers that you know that you kind of interviewed for this? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's bring that mic up just right a here. little. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Um, that sounds perfect. Uh... Yeah, no, absolutely not. I'm sure they had me do that because I was wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, who's the first person? <laughs> like, you, see? we're going to slap a lab coat on you. Keep the glasses on. That's working. We're going to hand you a little clipboard and yeah. then you pretend to talk about something. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can maybe answer this uh, this question uh, for me, Haley, because I'm a, I'm a layman as far as all this stuff goes. But when when you know, when they say an actor prepares, <laughs> what does that mean? Does it mean they just like think about it a while Mostly, I mean, I, I guess I imagine every actor has their own oh, sure, wh- sure. whatever they feel they need yes. or or, or uh, the tools in their toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> so it could look like anything. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I guess I like I got my BFA. I went to school for this stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't it, know that. Uh, I know it's so funny. Even when I was there. And was like eighteen or nineteen, doing like conservatory acting stuff, and it was all very serious and uh-huh. Chekhov and Shakespeare and stuff. It, even then, was like, no, I'm. I just want to do comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is now something very fun with character stuff to be like, oh, okay. If I want to do a character that has a dialect or something, I can make sure it's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out my little sketch and notebook and my yeah, little yeah, IPA yeah. going. <laughs> Talk about tools in the toolbox, yeah. If you're being the only one with, like, an Albanian character or, like, you know, some, like, very niche nationality, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Get that, yeah, that, that rocks. That's great. Like, I've never, ever used this for any of the, the sort of things that I think they probably thought that, yeah. that we would. Yeah. But I'm going to do, I'm going to do real quick as we, as we talk about an actor prepares. Can we, can we try this, uh, yes. this mic instead to see if that comes in Different a little bit? Different mic? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that? that's good. That's what we want. Great. Okay. Yeah, you're up to the other guys. The other guys on the fritz, I think. Oh no! Mm-hmm. This is much more. This is much more clear. Good. I we'll let him rest. People were so confused. <laughs> 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 She's giving away the acting secrets, but we can only kind of hear her. Well, and that's because it's by design. You got to kind of fill in the blanks. You got to figure out your journey for yourself. Wow, that's so I can't beautiful. just give it all away. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Now, this is this is on my mind because uh, uh, you know, at the risk of sharing too much here, uh, uh, right at the top of the show, I did a rare thing for myself this week. I saw two plays back to back. Thursday night, Friday night, two plays went to the theater. What a pleasure. That's right? so luxurious. I don't know if I have ever done this in my life. <laughs> How was it? How did it feel? It felt incredible. <laughs> Thursday night, 
Orpheus descending this very intense uh, Tennessee Williams play at BAM. Well, I guess at, at the Polanski Shakespeare Center uh, to be you. to be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From theater for a new audience. And then Friday for my first time ever, Shakespeare in the Park. Whoa. And what did you see? Hamlet. Oh, my God. The best one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's so cool. Are you... Um, were you just like a, sort of viewing the works in context of each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is a, a comparative literature show. Uh, a <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you kind of can't help it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely not. I mean, it, it was uh, that way. it was it was interesting because uh, the the just like the venue speaking, you know, the venue is very different, obviously. Sure, and I was I. I realized that I think Shakespeare in the Park, I think of it as like a thing that tourists do. Oh, interesting. But I think it's like people actually, like people who live here do that like all the time. I think it's like actually like a public resource. Yeah, Uh, I think so. And it never occurred to me before. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so cool. I've never been, but I, man, it sounds ideal. Would recommend so highly. Had you seen Hamlet before? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Hamlet in... I saw it in England. Whoa. Okay. And one of, I forget the guy's name, but one of the Doctor Whos was was Hamlet. Oh. Uh, it was, he wasn't Doctor Who for very long. <laughs> <laughs> but he was Doctor Who eventually. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. I have have you seen much Shakespeare? Are you a Shakespeare scholar? I mean, you got your BFA. I, <laughs> I, I honestly, most of my Shakespeare scholarship was before college. I would say, really, where I did. Um, I got big into it in like high school. Gotcha. Um, because I grew up in Idaho and apprenticed at the Idaho Shakespeare Festival over oh the summers. God. So that would be it was a, an incredible program uh for kids in idaho where you we would go like every day all day long and do like i think there were a group of maybe like 10 of us uh and during the day we'd yeah have classes Mm -hmm. uh and then in the evenings we'd work on the shows and it was so fun sounds like it was yeah perfect for a like little group of uh of high school theater nerds in the middle of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) i have this thing every time i see a play it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a terrible play. I will go and I'll think, man, it'd be fun to just be a part of something. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, I feel yeah. like as a, as a, as a kid, you know, I, I didn't like grow to do high school theater or anything like that, but I, I do feel like I missed an opportunity to just like feel like just the big group. Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. It's absolutely. hard to make that happen as an adult. I mean, it really is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I think about it a lot in terms of like, I don't know. Did you grow up playing sports or anything like yeah. that? Or just like, oh yeah, I, I love being on a team. You mm-hmm. want to be on a team, it, it <laughs> working towards it, a common goal with people. It feels incredible. Yeah, <laughs> this is the teamwork. It's, it's wildly fulfilling, and uh, there are fewer and fewer opportunities to uh, yes. <laughs> experience that sensation yes. in adult life. Absolutely. Did I appreciate it as a kid? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did not understand that that would be the last time. I guess you know what we should do is we should join Zog Sports. We oh, should wow. Like a rec basketball team. 
that's I definitely I had friends in college who did that and I was I think I went once and then realized like oh I don't have to do that because this itch is already being scratched in my life by improv by improv yeah 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 yeah. I mean look the improv to basketball connection I feel like it is kind of gross (laughs) the way that like I feel like dudes especially will talk about like an improv team as like a basketball team you know I'm kind of like the point guard I like initiate all the scenes and then like this guy's your classic center he's like supporting me it's like it's like <laughs> I've heard so much of that in my life that oh, I think really I probably funny. heard enough. But it's not wrong either. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're threading a really delicate needle here. <laughs> well, but I, I, yeah, I. the one thing we know for sure is the demographic for this is huge, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the true. reach is. That's true. We started with Shakespeare. <laughs> we got to improv and basketball. That's everything. everything you could be interested in. Yeah. I should mention that the the number if folks want to call in is 718-673-8201. That's 718-673-8201 if you want to call in at any point. Uh, and I certainly suggest you do so. You see Barbenheimer yet? I've seen half of Barbenheimer. Which uh, half? I saw the Barbie half. I'm going tonight. Oh, have you seen the Oppenheimer half? No. I will. I will too. I will. <laughs> It's hard to find the time. You know what I mean? It's oh, like I yeah. gotta block off three hours of my uh of my afternoon. And I'm like I've seen I've like looked up showtimes, it's like, yeah, you wanna go at nine o'clock? It's like <laughs> absolutely not. I won't last. <laughs> I have a two year old and my husband and I have started going to see movies in shifts, which is great. We love it. That we're rocks. like, okay. I don't want to pay for a babysitter so we can go to the movie and sit silently next to each other. <laughs> so instead, we'll like be like, okay, you're going to go to the 2 o'clock. I'm going to go to the 5.30. We're going to switch off. And then when we both are home, we can talk about it. <laughs> that is beautiful. It's fantastic. That is so smart. I've wow. always liked going to the movies by myself. And Me this too. way, it's, uh, it's like we can have a date night but not have a babysitter. Oh, my God. That is outstanding. <laughs> what a great plan. Holy smokes. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you on the go on by yourself thing. I think it's like, it's kind of nice. Cause like if you, yeah. I have also, I've had the other thing where, you know, you go with your friend or whoever and you had the, you know, this experience with this movie and then they're being like, that sucked. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. It's kind of nice to just leave and like sit in your feelings about it for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you, um, <laughs> do you find yourself in a like movie audience or even a play audience? Um, that that is like emotionally unlocking for you. Are you like a movie crier? I, I, I yes. <laughs> yes, I am as well. Absolutely, <laughs> it takes nothing, <laughs> nothing to get me going. Yeah, I don't know what it uh, what it is about that specific setting, but it really opens that up. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We and we mean and we might uh, you know bring it back because it's uh, coming up naturally here. But we used to have a segment on the show uh, that was like, "What's the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry?" And uh, uh, well, what is it? <laughs> um, I mean, it, there's probably been dumber, but I think because we're talking about movies right now, I think of a time when I went to see a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, whatever. It was not a great movie. It was sure, not a sure. movie that. Other people were crying at. I'll say that. People were not moved. And I had gone uh, with a group that was like one friend of mine and then a bunch of other people that she knew that I was meeting for the first time. And they all were kind of, you know, cool and whatever. 
Awesome and arrangement. Love <laughs> when that happens. movie ends. It's a pretty mediocre movie. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm trying to think of it. Um, it was based off of a book. It was like Kieran Knightley, I want to say. Oh my God, Atonement. Um, no, I think it was like made. Oh gosh. Uh, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> it was like a clones. They're like clones that live in a British orphanage or oh something. Yeah, what is um, that movie? Or where they're like, they're, you're here to be harvested in yes. case your like, wealthy that, clones uh, need a lung or something. I know exactly what you're talking about because um, I read the book and it's by Katsuo Ishiguro. Yes, yes. And it is called... <laughs> oh my God. Um, this computer also but it, sucks. <laughs> yes. So that movie, again, was like, it was a fine movie. I never read the book. It wasn't a great movie. Yeah. At the end, the lights come up. Never let me go. Never, never let me go. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was like weeping. Yes. Uh, and this group of people that I was with turned to be like, hey, fucking dumb. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I. <laughs> we have just met. I, I feel I can't explain to these people. Uh, in general, I don't. I don't feel like ashamed of my emotions, but in this moment, it was such a like cartoonish. Like I feel out of control. Yeah. I even can acknowledge I don't know why I am like crying so hard right now. This is st- stupid. <laughs> I just I love all these strangers being like. Oh, this new person we met. She's a baby. It's like, <laughs> I think they were just kind of like shocked because I think they yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. had, were like looking to each other to be like, hey, oh boy, okay, whatever. Oh, man. Dunk on the movie a little bit and then notice that it's like, oh my god, oh my god, this person is yeah, like crying yeah. so hard. <laughs> oh no, what the hell is going on? This is just uncomfortable. <laughs> That's really good. Never let me go. Yeah, damn. Yeah. That's a movie, man. <laughs> That's a good movie. I like that movie. What about you? What's the dumbest thing you've cried at? It's the song Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) It gets to the part where it's like, I forget the lyrics exactly, but it's like uh, uh, he like the guy in the song like comes like tries to get he like can't get a job and he's like a Vietnam vet or something and the line is like. He went down to see the VA man who said, son, don't you understand? And then it just like goes to the next thing. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's been betrayed <laughs> his own country. <laughs> I was like walking around Williamsburg with uh, my headphones in, just like blubbering. And it's, it's like this like otherwise like fist pumping rock song. You know? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> If pe- this would be a good topic for if people want to call to uh, if the dumbest thing that's made you cry at seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. But uh, uh, we're also going to debut a new segment here on the oh, show wow. today, uh, Haley. Uh, and uh, I mentioned this to you beforehand, and it's coming true. Which is uh, this is the summertime questionnaire. Okay. Uh-huh, okay. Summer. I'm realizing. It's a more polarizing season than I, I have been led to believe my entire life. I have a summer birthday. I'm thinking yeah. it's summer. We're not in school. Everybody's happy. It's whatever. Now people are like, oh, I actually like winter. Oh, I like fall. I'm actually a spring guy. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about summer. Great. Here. First question in the questionnaire. Beach or pool? Mm, I'm going to say pool. Mm. Yeah. Go on. 
I probably just I grew up with pools, and I I love the beach in theory. Yeah. But I feel like the ratio of like discomfort that you deal with at the beach, just as far as like before, after, parking, yes. sand, um, yes, just all of the textures and stuff that it, that kind of. Uh, Make the experience nice that also just make it a pain in the ass. Whereas I feel like with the pool, it's easier to kind of dip in, have a nice time, and uh, and not have to deal with, <laughs> with this, residual discomfort. This is an excellent point that you're making, it, it, like in the pro column for pool that I'm realizing, which is it's way easier to have other things in your day, yes. including the pool. Whereas if you go to the beach, you're coming back, you're not doing anything. Yeah, it's your whole day. Yeah. And then all of your stuff is filthy. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're vacuuming sand out of your apartment for like weeks. Yes. After. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I'll say this too uh, about the pool. You know, usually no trash in there. Yeah. <laughs> no seaweed either. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a big problem for me, I have to say. The oh, sea- yeah. The seaweed I, I, I struggle with. Uh, touching it or yeah, just feeling its existence? it feeling it on on my uh-huh sticking to sure me. that's a little creepy it you know? could be an eel or something yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I i i do have a little bit of a fear of like of bodies of water where i can't see the bottom oh sure yeah the ocean i think is usually okay because i can feel the like i can stand in it you know yeah. but if it's just like we're all, we're all on a boat on a lake everybody swim i'm like i'm okay over here <laughs> i'm actually gonna just make sure the boat's okay <laughs> How do you feel about lakes? This is like a corollary to this question. Oh, I, I love a lake. I lake. really do love a lake. Really nice to look at, I would say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like to be in a lake. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna diverge from your opinion there and say I want to get in that lake. But are we saying okay? Because there's you, 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 you go to some of these lakes and there's like a little beach and the yeah. water's nice and clear and it's like nice and calm. That that I have no problem with. It's, yeah, no. It's really the out there part that I am. I, I get very scared. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind being mm. out in a lake. Okay. I don't even mind, which I probably should, being kind of out there in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's hardcore. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember going to the beach at some point on a vacation as a kid, and my mom telling us because my siblings and I were all like you know we're do swim team we're comfortable in the water or whatever we're so psyched to be at the beach and her being like you don't understand you have to respect the power of the ocean yes and still just having hubris about that and being like no nah, we're fine oh yeah but it's for real parents <laughs> they, they love to tell you about riptides I think sure yeah there's just <laughs> yeah there's unpredictable factors yes yes they're like they're like careful with that undertow yeah, which I don't, I don't know what any of that means, Me but I, I know that it's real, and I believe that it's powerful. Yeah, I'm sure that it could <laughs> hurt me. Yeah. You know, you know? <laughs> I like to hang out in the crash zone. That's what I like. Yeah. I like to get tossed around in there <laughs> like a little raft. <laughs> I genuinely love it. I love it so much. I took, um, we went to Lake Michigan a couple weeks ago over the 4th of July mm-hmm. and took my daughter to the lake. The only other time she'd been to the beach was uh, here. We went out to like the Rockways and she was afraid last year and didn't want to go in the water. Yeah, Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we weren't sure what to expect, but when we took her, she loved it. 
Yeah. She wouldn't get out of the water. <laughs> she, we were in that zone just where all the little waves are coming in. And she kept just shivering after a while, telling us, I am cold. I am happy. I am cold. I am happy. <laughs> like, Can we get you out? Can we get you into a fluffy towel? And yeah. She would not. I want to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like turning blue. It's like, yeah. no, it's great here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. That, uh, you, you, uh, the, the love of the lake, it's in your, your lineage. You know, it's like it's continuing on. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Big outdoor concert. Thoughts? How big? <clears throat> I'm thinking like, like uh, you ever go to a Forest Hills Stadium? Yes. That's, I think, yeah. for me, perfect. Yeah. I love Forest Hills because yeah. it's not too big. Yeah. You don't feel, anywhere I've been in Forest Hills has felt like, oh, every, like, you're a part of it. 100%. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> there, And I'm glad you asked about the size because there can be too big. Yeah. Yeah. The big football stadium show. Yes. It's a little unsatisfying, I have to say. Yeah. I've never been a big, like, giant festival person. No, me neither. Um, is less appealing to me, but the, the Forest Hill size is, I think, my ideal. Yeah. I The only time I've been to, like, a proper like a music festival it wasn't even one of the big ones it was it's like there is a new one in asbury park new jersey called c s e a here now huh we can talk about that for a second see <laughs> <laughs> here now see here now like the because it's like on the boardwalk and the sea see is there here and you're now. hearing you know that incredible oh, wow. rock music yeah and you are hearing it right now <laughs> And so my friend uh, is a big Pearl Jam fan, um, as I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't know. If you are a Pearl Jam fan, uh, you have to think only about Pearl Jam all the time. (laughs) There are certain groups where it's like you just follow them around. It becomes like a big part of your identity. Sure. Uh, Pearl Jam is apparently one of these bands. Wow. So there's a feverish... appetite for Pearl Jam because they're the headliner at the the thing. And so we get there, you know, early enough to see some of the other acts. And one of them is Patti Smith, okay, legend in, in any regard, who multiple times during her set keeps acknowledging that people are there to only see Pearl Jam. <laughs> she keeps saying, like you guys, I'm really excited to see Pearl Jam later. <laughs> It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They're not going on until 9 or whatever. Oh, wow. She keeps bringing up that she's like, I know, I get it. You're not here for me. You're here for Pearl Jam. Oh People God. are like, yeah! <laughs> like, I just felt I felt so uh, <laughs> bad for her. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a like depressing but also nice just reminder or window into like, oh, no matter how big of a deal you are, you still... You'll still have your own self-undermining narrative or your own, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in that moment, she could not be like, I'm fucking Patti Smith, bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm a rock star. Be like, was like, oh, uh, you're, you're stressed at the idea that people are not excited about you or you're yeah. perceiving that maybe people are more excited for somebody else. And Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was brutal. And then, you know, like, it, we, we, we see Patti Smith. We see the, the next band, which I think is the Avit Brothers. Oh, sure. Uh, and then during the Avit Brothers, people are like starting to, like, kind of push up to the front, you know, because they know Pearl Jam is coming on next. And uh, 
people are starting to do that thing of like, oh, sorry, just like my friends are like uh-huh. up there. And people were getting so mad. They were going like, <laughs> no, they're not. Like, like, I've been here all day. I haven't seen you once. Like, like huge screening matches going up. It was glorious. That was like my big memory of the show. <laughs> screaming at each other. My only music festival experience is that. Wow. Uh, it's a pretty, it can't be topped, I would say. <laughs> That's. I think the only one I've been to is I went to Fuck Yeah Fest at mm-hmm. uh, in L. A. Uh, and at the time, I think I was like twenty three. Yeah. And going and being um, where that was like fun. It wasn't too gigantic. Also, we lived in L. A. at the time, so it was easy to be like, cool. We can like take the train to the show and right, back right. home. Kind of ideal, but. Uh, one of the nights seeing, I think, Ty Siegel and being in kind That's of so a fun. like rowdy area where I'd been there all day on my feet at different shows and and feeling like, oh, I'm like, I'm too old for this. This is like going to mess up my back or something. And now looking <laughs> back at that and being like, you were 23, you <laughs> dummy. <Yes. laughs> you were the ex- you, you were, were already right feeling place. like, I'm too old for this. This yes. is going to hurt my ancient 23-year-old <laughs> body. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> I couldn't possibly People mosh. must be looking at me in this bed and being like, you don't belong here. What are you doing here? <laughs> are you someone's mom? Yeah. <laughs> Spiritually, I was too old for it. But right, it was right, so right. fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. I like Ty Siegel so much. Yeah, it was great. We saw a lot of fun fun people playing that that weekend. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, I've never been to that festival. It sounds like a lot of fun. It was great. Sounds like a great time. (laughs) Sounds like great. He's one of those guys where I'm just, he's like, he has too many albums. Yes. You know, I just like, I, I think I'm like a fan and then people mention, you know, entire albums I like haven't even heard of because he's so damn prolific yeah or it's like man it it uh it's overwhelming to keep up with this music that I really like I love in a world where otherwise it's like oh man you're waiting years between albums of artists that you like and you're like starving for it by the time you get it yeah uh where's our perfect medium I know I know (laughs) there was this interview with like I forget the guy's name The, the, the guy who runs Spotify gave this interview a couple years ago where he was like uh people were the question was like about how few royalties they give to artists and how it's like it's not like sustainable to have like you know an artist like puts out an album every like two or three years or something and then they're just supposed to like live on you know whatever in between and he answered like well maybe they should put out more albums (laughs) it's like oh god like it's so easy. Sure, and then but also you expect them to have their like promotion cycle where they're touring it, and also at some point they do have to write it and they do yeah. have to record it and they do have to do all that stuff. Man, yeah, I guess to like the guillotine with that guy. Yeah, I, truly, like, truly. It's like, <laughs> ooh, yikes. yeah, yeah. It's, we're we're all just numbers to these people, Haley. Yeah, feels bad. <laughs> feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I guess just feels bad to be like, oh, you're uh, you're in charge of these industries and you're wildly out of touch with the amount of actual work to product ratio as far as you perceive it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to get too big picture here, but I'm starting to think the tech industry is bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come down off that soapbox, Cole. <laughs> 
Next question. Oh. Summertime questionnaire. Summertime. Disney World. Do we like it? Do we go in the summer? No, I've never been. I've never been. Disneyland? I went to Disneyland when I was a kid. Mm. Um, I I remember having fun. I think I went twice. The first time I was so little, I don't really remember. Yeah. And the second time I now look back on it, I'm like, that was insane. (laughs) I think the circumstances of me going to Disneyland and I want to say Legoland in this same like vacation were because my mom was doing an Ironman triathlon at Camp Pendleton in San Diego. Oh, my God. And I'm one of four kids. I'm the oldest. Uh, So I think around the time I was like maybe nine, I want to say, and my siblings would have been like eight and six and one or two. Mm -hmm. And I believe my dad on at least one of those days, I think we went to like Legoland the day before the race, then it was the day of the race, and then the day after the race, I want to say my dad took the four kids solo to Disneyland <laughs> so that my mom could just, like, be in an ice bath all day and recover oh from this insane God. physical feat. Yeah. Um, is my memory of what happened. And the idea now of, of being like, wait, it's like you're one adult taking four kids of a wide range of ages. Yes. To Disneyland seems so crazy. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> Bonkers! Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hats off to to uh, Charlie Hepworth. He's out yeah. here doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that is spectacular! Wow, it's amazing you guys all survived that. That's uh, uh, yeah. Everybody got to do Splash Mountain. We're all having fun. Yeah. Oh my God, that is great. So you went to LA as a kid before you moved. That I mean. I don't think we ever visited L.A. proper. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that I we went to, because uh, growing up in Idaho, we would go to like Temecula for my brother's soccer tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think we went to San Diego a couple of times. Okay. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I ever went to L.A. as a kid, but did have a like realized recently where it's like I always just envisioned it as um, – just like the beach and then high rises. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which sadly it's not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I I just feel like like I, I'm sure Idaho is like similar, but it's like growing up on the East Coast, it's like the California just like looks different. Like LA, yeah. especially when you get to that like kind of like deserty California, it's like it's it's so captivating to me that it like it looks. It's like orange, you know, like the whole thing is orange. Sure, yeah. It's I know the the foothills there look kind of similar to where I grew up in Idaho. Okay, okay. But in Idaho, we get seasons, Mm -hmm. so and we don't have the beach or any of that that stuff. So there are plenty of differences, but the hills, just the foothills of it all, I Mm. guess, um, was not fully alien to me. Yeah. Um, But it is a it's a crazy town. Yeah, (laughs) shaky town. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of the beach, <gasps> next question. <laughs> Specifically beach, it just gets us back to the summer thing. <laughs> Roller coasters slash theme parks. Are we going? Are we riding the rides? Um, I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I think the last one I went to, oh, that's not true. I went to Not Scary Farm. With some friends oh in in Anaheim when I lived in L.A. And that was fun. But I don't do well with big drops. Ah, yes. Um, yes. I went once with friends out here in college to um, 
What's the one in New Jersey? Uh, Six Flags Great yeah. Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Six Flags. And um, <laughs> once I got in there, I was like, oh, oh, I thought this would be like the state fair. It's not. There's no, no, no. like the scrambler or like the swings or yeah, whatever. They're which all is really intense. What I have the bandwidth for. So I did. While my friends like waited in an hour long lines to go on crazy roller coasters that I didn't even want to look at because it just made me feel ill. Yeah. I called my grandma and caught up. And <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is not for me, and I know that about myself. And I'm too old for this. Yeah, my back I'm not. Is I'm not going to put my crumbling body through this. I'm not going to put. <laughs> I'm not going to shock my adrenal system with this. I don't need to, and I'm not going to. It's going to make me unhappy. I think I'd rather just uh, talk on the phone to my grandma. Yeah. It's so funny that it's your grandma specifically. It's like, like, who do I know who's around who just down to chat right yeah. now? I don't, yeah. don't pass the time. <laughs> who's available on like a Wednesday afternoon or whatever it was? Huge mistake. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, how about Coney Island, though? Kind of a, a sure, yeah, kind like of its own thing. More that kind of thing, I am into. Yeah, yes. yeah, that I think feel like is closer to that like state fair yes. kind of scale. Exactly, you know? the Ferris wheel, the teacups. Yes, yeah, I yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boardwalk is nice. Yeah, very fun. Grab a funnel cake. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, a funnel cake. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> A funnel cake. Where can we get a funnel cake around here? Coney Island, I'm like I hate to say. We dying can... for a funnel cake right now. Oh, my God. Those are so great. 718-673-8201. If you guys have a hookup for a funnel cake in the Bushwick neighborhood, I'm trying to get me one. You can get here in the next 25 minutes with a funnel cake. Yeah. <laughs> Park hangs. Love them. Nice. Yeah, pro. I don't know. Is there more to the question? Is there no, no. That's, that's it. That's it. These are just, this is like, a, this is kind of like a summer mood board. This, yeah. Uh, questionnaire, you know. A park hang. Big Absolutely. blanket. You're all sitting around the edge. It's a little uncomfortable because there's like roots in the ground and stuff. Sure. And you're kind of like trying to get some shade under the tree. Yeah. But I like, the thing I like about it is that you, it's during the day. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's a during-the-day activity where mm. you also just kind of have permission to just sit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> My favorite is whenever you're, like, at a park hang and then, like, somebody from the city comes and starts, like, setting up the projector for, like, the free outdoor oh, movie yeah. that's going to happen later. <laughs> and they start, like, making people move. That I that I, re- I genuinely love when that happens. <laughs> Next one, AC in grocery stores. Why is it like that? Why is it so cold in there? Oh, I Am imagine I right? it has to be. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you go in, an, in a grocery store, at least when I go in a grocery store and it's anything less than so cold, yes. um, it makes me smell the food differently and, and feel less trusting of it, I mm. guess, which is probably not fair. But maybe that's why it's so cold. It, it presents uh, an illusion of sterility yes. that we want from our food. Well, here's, here's maybe a better question. Why can't I remember that grocery stores are really cold in the summer and bring a layer? Oh, are you in there so long you're getting way too cold? Freezing. Because, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm standing in line. I'm going on Sunday afternoon sure. when everybody's going. Yeah. You know. Huh. 
I don't know. <laughs> I get very cold in general, but in the grocery store, I guess maybe I'm in a life phase where I'm just like, I'm go, go, go. Yeah, I yeah, have a yeah. kid, so I'm like clocking through. We have our routine. I've got my list. Yeah. Yeah. I like put my list in order of the the passage I know I will be making through the store. Yeah. So it's like maximally efficient. <laughs> yes. Knock Those it out. Those in order? Wow, that's yes. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like my uh, uh, my my grocery store journey <laughs> is. Uh, I will. I'll go in and I'll think. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to see if anything strikes me. And then the minute the basket gets a little heavy, <laughs> I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> That's. I will. Yeah. I guess the blessing of having to go with a kid is feeling like it is a mission where it's mm. like go 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 go. Yeah. This person is going to get bored and yeah, start yeah, yeah. being loud. Oh, I see. she's there with you. <laughs> she's there with me. I see. I don't I even see. get a basket. I go in. I have her in her stroller. I'm loading up the stroller. Yeah. And then just trying to keep her, like, entertained and keep the whole operation moving fast. Because gotcha. if she gets bored, she'll start trying to, like, grab things or oh, yeah. uh, just be like, <laughs> like, we were in there at some point uh, recently where she got bored and started just being like, or something really loud, which is like, what the hell? Why right now? You're fine. You're just entertaining yourself, and you don't understand the larger implications of this, like stressing people out or making people feel like I'm doing something wrong or worried that there's something going on where a kid is yelling help. help. <laughs> yelling help just to be a silly. Help! <laughs> like. I can't let this happen. I got to keep this moving. We gotta- oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> of all the words to choose to just repeat. Out of volume. nowhere. Out of Hell. nowhere. Not a word that she's using elsewhere in her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does um, she get little jobs in the grocery store? Does she get to like, oh, like pick up that? No, she's in her. I keep her in her seat so she's contained in her okay. stroller. Okay, gotcha. Um, because she would just be grabbing stuff and pulling it down, and it would okay. be unmanageable. A huge mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I feel like we used to do a thing where I'd be like to try to keep her from grabbing stuff in stores where the aisles are narrow. Um, I would pick one pretty safe thing that she couldn't break. Yeah. To hand it to her and be like, could you hold this for me? Yeah. Like this little bag of lemons or something. Could you hold on to Ooh. this? I need both your hands on that. It's colorful. Exactly. Nice texture Important to that like, mesh sack that they come in. <laughs> yeah. But then she started just like eating it. Just like oh. messing with it. That She gets bored, starts chewing on it, starts where it's like, or, or just throwing it down. Yeah. Um, And so now it is more just kind of like I can't trust you to hold anything. We just have to go fast. But I will. My new strategy for where she's at now is just kind of like throughout pelting her with like, hey, could you could you sing the ABCs? Could you do like giving little distracting tasks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Wait I a minute. Do you know how to count? How high can you count? What? <laughs> Oh my god! How high can you count? Is so real. (laughs) I do think there is like there is like a early childhood fascination with numbers that I think is very like endearing. It's very sweet to me. They're they're just like what like when you when you hear like a kid like count up to a hundred and then they go. 101, 102, 103, and then they go, like, from, instead of going to 110, they go to, like, is 109, 200. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny to me. <laughs> Other thing that's similar uh, is kid jail. I love kid jail. When you're like playing with like kids who are like elementary school age and they're like, you're in jail. And then oh, they like, yeah. try to take you away. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me laugh so hard, genuinely. <laughs> anyway. Uh, final question here on the summertime questionnaire. Rooftop parties, are they still happening? I mean, I'll say this. I have not been to any so far this summer. Me neither. But I would really like to. Me too. I like them. Me too. So. It feels really fun. If friends of mine are listening. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Let me on your roof. Yeah. Let's get up there. (laughs) My building, you you can't get on the roof. Uh, It's too old. Yeah. I think we're not technically supposed to as well. But you get up there, right? I don't. I don't. No, come on. (laughs) you guys are up there all the time (laughs) in my younger days i had a uh an apartment with a roof that we would get up onto and we weren't supposed to and at some point my roommate and a friend of hers were up on our roof smoking weed and it was not legal and i i wasn't there so i don't understand how this happened but a cop on the street like (laughs) smelled or saw them and I don't know how he then accessed them because they were up on a roof right, inside right. a locked building. Oh, my God. But he did arrest one of them. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I heard about it later where I was like, I, how did he get you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you have, like, did you buzz him in? Did yeah. he, he's not going to, like, scale the building to... Yeah, for a, like, lame weed arrest. How did this happen? He's in that, like, cherry picker so on the back like, of the fire truck. Did he just, like, tell you to come down and you came down? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That one part of that story has always bothered me. Yes. Where they've been like, we thought we were, like, chill on the roof. But then a, a cop down on the street arrested David. Arrested or whatever. one like, of us. That part was never <laughs> explained to me. And I still think about it all the time. Bizarre. <laughs> so strange. How did he get there? I don't know. It sounds like. David turned himself in. It kind of does. <laughs> it does. It sounds like somebody either voluntarily opened the door to the building or went down there. Yeah. <sighs> David. David. <laughs> Why, buddy? I don't know. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, where it's like you can just, like, yeah, if there's a cop down there, I don't know. Again, I imagine him just yelling up yeah. in like Romeo hey, style or something like that. Is that what I think I smell? Yeah. <laughs> like you can just walk back from the edge of the roof. It's like his first day as a cop. I don't. Like, uh, What's that? <laughs> I don't know how it happens. The logistics of it don't make sense to me. Yes. In uh, uh, in in college. My friend was obsessed with this story that uh, uh, that I'm sure is true on some level, but it's like uh, it was like the they they you know you can't smoke weed in the dorms because like the RAs will will uh-huh. catch you because they'll they'll smell it. But then whenever you go to like the disciplinary hearing or whatever, you could the the rap, the story was that you that one guy got away with it because he said to the RA. Well, how do you know what weed smells like? <laughs> and the, the story going around was that 
from then on, the university would provide weed <laughs> to the RAs <laughs> so that they could say, oh, it's part of my training. It's a training tool. As an RA. And he was like, he was like, I really want to be an RA. <laughs> he was like, no, guys, they give it to give you weed. It's one of those things that's like you could see where like some there is some truth to sure. some part of that, but it's been so distorted by like eighteen year old bro. Yes, mindset. that's a like, perfect <laughs> teenage logic. Yes. Of the like, well, if you I feel like that is such a big thing with like high school kids or at least the ones that I knew of of feeling like if I memorize yeah. some specific little code or law or whatever I'll be in a position to really like gotcha yeah. some authority figure. <laughs> yes. And I've never known of it playing out in any form, but it is an obsession. 100%. Of, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> so I feel like they're all flooding back to me right now. All this stuff like that. We're coming into the, you know, the home stretch of the oh, show yeah, here, the final, the, the final quarter. Uh, uh, you know, we've got about 10 or so minutes left, so if people do want to call in, you know, you're running out of time to do that. It's 718-673-8201. But while I've got you here, I want to make sure I ask you about one particular show that you do. Yeah. Which is the Dead People Variety Spectacular. Yes. Uh, uh, it's been a little while, right? Mm-hmm. been a couple months. You co-host as Rosemary Clooney. Yes. And uh, as someone who fills most of his brain with, you know, trivia tidbits about movies that are like 100 <laughs> years old, when I saw that you did this show, it, I had one of those like, wow, like what a great idea. Well, <laughs> you know, like, calling it the Dead People Variety Spectacular allows you to get away with so many niche bits <laughs> that just have no place at other, oh, yeah. <laughs> other comedy shows. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it on the air, I was very jealous of this uh, idea. So uh, tell oh, me we'll have to have you on. about how this show came about. Um, tell me everything. <laughs> I'd love to do The show came about, I um, in the character comedy world, as you know, you are sometimes prompted to do like impressions. Yeah. And I was realizing like, oh, I, for whatever reason just never find myself drawn to the impressions that would probably be most serviceable, like modern... 100%. <laughs> modern pop culture or, uh, like, political figures. Uh, so anytime I have needed to do an impression before, I have found myself repeatedly drawn to these figures of being like, oh, I know, I want to do Leslie Gore. So for a while I did a bit yeah. as Leslie Gore, or I would do a bit as, like, Kate Bush, like, or... Uh, these sort of impressions that after a while I was like, this, why do I just keep doing yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these musical artists uh, who were primarily making work several decades ago? <laughs> yes. um, and so last year I found myself doing a like dumb bit just because I thought it was fun and funny as Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then just because, again, it's like, oh, I like her vocal quality. I like her energy as a character. I think she's funny. I think there's something very specific about her voice. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So I was having fun just doing a silly character bit as her. And then around that same time, my uh, good friend, Jace Armstrong, who's a wonderful uh, writer, actor, character, comedian, 
was independently of me doing a bit as Bing Crosby that was very funny. Oh my God. And when we realized that we were doing these bits independently of each other, we were like, this is so stupid that we, first of all, that either of us are doing either of these bits is stupid independently. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but also that we have independently arrived at doing these at the same time is so funny to us, or I guess maybe just speaks to a, a shared... Uh, area of interest um so we were like this is dumb we have to do something as them together yeah um his bing crosby is incredibly funny and specific and so we yeah we're kind of like all right let's maybe co-host a show as them and we can write silly bits and improvise as them in character together kind of as the hosts of this show but then also for each show that we do kind of have a theme and a little bit of a through line and write in musical bits right. uh, so we can do little silly comedy duets as them uh, and then have use it basically as a container for other people to come on as guests uh, as dead people <laughs> 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 and do whatever they want. So that's uh, it's been very fun. It's a very fun show. And then, yeah, we've kind of the live show has been on hiatus for a little while because we are writing a holiday album currently. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Um, That's a scoop. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, uh, we do not. We have not yet figured out the legality of if it will have to be like Bong Crisby and <laughs> uh, uh, Roseberry Clumby or something. But it's uh, we we've written a bunch of uh, silly songs and are about to record them together. And I think probably throughout the fall and winter we'll do a bunch of live oh, shows. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. With that is that. so funny. Oh, God. But, I yeah, love it. it's, it's a blast and a half. And it's always just so fun to see different people come on and uh, and who they choose to come on as is always such a, a thrill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we've had, you know, like people do bits as like Paul Lind and Bernie Mac. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's a blast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'll say. I love a homework show. I think okay. they're really, really fun to Next do time we do a live see. show, we absolutely will have to have you. All right. Okay. I guess <laughs> I'll do it. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> but this specifically, I have, I'll just tell you, I have tried and failed so many times to like work a impression like this into a normal show. It has never gone well, ever. And I'll just tell you a couple of the ones that I've done that have failed. Yes. One was... Um, uh, F. Murray Abraham as Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was one. The other one was uh, um, uh, Orson Welles reading uh, like USA Today headlines. <laughs> <laughs> These have all completely bombed. <laughs> every time. Uh, so you know the fact that there's just like this little corner, this little this little pocket that you've mm-hmm. carved out for uh, stuff like this. We're I'm like, oh, we're out there. I gotta give it up. Building a home for esoteric impressions. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about like mid-century showbiz that I find so yeah. interesting, so compelling, so funny. Yes, uh, just the the scale and texture. 
Yes. Of so many different artists. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. Do you ever watch, like, because, like, all of, like, the Dick Cavett show is, like, on YouTube now. And, like, oh, you, wow. you watch any of these, like, interviews with, like, legendary actresses like Betty Davis or, like, Catherine Hepburn. It's, like, they have oh, all God. these insane stories because it, you you did used to, like, have to, like, dance and sing and stuff yeah. to, like, be in the running for this and all. But they're all, they're all just, like, I wasn't pretty enough to be on the main stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Like I just... I eat it up. I, I'm so obsessed. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Daryl Zanuck would line us all up outside <laughs> of the Capitol Theater on 42nd Street, and he'd, he'd make us line up from, like, prettiest to least pretty, and the bottom three oh. of us were cut for the day. Just, like, stuff like that. It's like, so insane. <laughs> I, when I was a little kid... Um, I loved watching reruns of I Dream of Jeannie yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. like UPN. Mm-hmm. And in the early pandemic lockdown, uh, my husband and I went back and watched all of I Dream of Jeannie just kind of as a curiosity. Oh, wow. I was like, I remember loving this so much when I was a really little kid. Uh, we watched it as kind of just a like our brains are melted experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and then ended up reading Barbara Eden's biography which i highly recommend um she's great but it is full of so many wild stories and just the just the idea of like oh i i'm sure that uh celebrities in this day and age have bizarre lives and there are all sorts of surreal things going on but the level of (laughs) the level of like removal from anything we could even imagine as a like lived reality <laughs> in so many of these stories uh was thrilling oh my god i cannot wait it feels to like read cartoon world yeah <laughs> oh that's so good oh i can't wait wow that is gonna be great yeah <laughs> yeah that is like the if a celebrity can get like a real juicy memoir uh out it's like oh, oh there's yeah. no, it is heaven it's just what it is like oh this is from the days where you just are you're like this I belong to a, this studio or, yeah. you know what? I'm like a trading card yes. or whatever. Like oh my all God. the girls that are owned by this company live in this same apartment building together yeah. and all of our suitors pick us up. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I was, was under contracted Paramount for a seven year, for seven years or some crazy <laughs> thing. Uh, oh, the driver would right. pick me up every night and take me to this like fancy place where they're like, they're like dancing. It, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all, all of it. Just so so fascinating. Oh, I love it. The, the, the <laughs> last thing I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell that we do have to wrap it up was uh, 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 I was I did get to tour the Fox lot once. Oh yeah, uh, and have uh, the the little Shirley Temple house that they like built her a little house that's like a little child sized house, uh, so she could just like live on the lot, and there are like windows that are like only like a foot off the ground or something, so that she could reach out and feed her horses oh, from inside God. the little house. Oh my god! I just like imagine doing that for like a like a uh, the uh, what's the the iCarly girl? You know, like, sure, it's the, sure. It's the Miranda Cosgrove house oh, on the she Nickelodeon lives on a little studios. house with her horses <laughs> on the lot. Oh my god, that's incredible! And on that incredible note, <laughs> I'll say to you, Haley Hepworth. A pleasure to talk to you today. A pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. A joy. Uh, do you have any anything you want to you know, plug before we go out a, out a, out on a high note? Here? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing shows around and uh-huh. keep an eye out for Rose 
Merry Christmas and Bong Crombie or whatever we end up having to call it. Uh, Dead People Variety Spectacular. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, just uh, I guess keep it. Usually I try to post shows on social media, but also I'm bad about that as well. So, you know, mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, follow Haley on Instagram to get some of what she's up to. <laughs> Uh, thank you again for coming. Uh, so much fun. And uh, uh, no show next week. We're going to another wedding. Uh, but until then, here's Leon Russell. Keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. Legendary Air will be on in a moment. Uh, bye. Bye.